I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this podcast is sponsored by cloud optimizer as a business owner or it manager are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelly Verstraight, part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome into another episode of the Red Sox Precap Podcast. I am your host for today's episode, Jake Devereaux. You've probably heard my voice on other podcasts on this network, but never this podcast, so we're going to give it a whirl today. Uh, I'm going to be going over this uh, solo, so it's going to be a little bit different, but I think that we're going to have some fun anyhow. Um, All right, so let's start off with the recap portion of the podcast, talking about the Rays series that just happened. Um, Man, this one was heartbreaking. Um, Obviously a really important series, one that Keaton and I discussed on the Red Seat podcast earlier this week, you know, definitely one of the most important stretches of the season. The Red Sox had done really well against the Rays previously, uh, and things look to start off on the right foot. I mean, on on, uh, the, the first game of the set, 
the Red Sox won the game 9-5 to five, uh, in 11 innings um, and were bolstered by pretty good Eduardo Rodriguez. So during that start, he went six innings. He did allow five runs, but only three of those runs were earned uh, thanks to some errors by Bogart's endeavors. <clears throat> uh, and he had seven strikeouts and just one walk. So the, the one blemish there was the big home run uh, to Wander Franco, the new phenom prospect that just got called up by the Rays uh, for this series. Uh, Wander Franco looked incredible, by the way. I mean, during this game, he went uh, two for two for four uh, with two runs, three RBIs, uh, including a walk, and that, I mean, he just destroys breaking balls. So the guy is definitely living up to expectations over there for the Rays. Um, but it was really encouraging to see Eduardo Rodriguez kind of turn it around a little bit. Uh, you know, he, he looked much better uh, in this start than he has in past starts. So I think that's encouraging. He's somebody that the Red Sox desperately need to get going. And the bullpen was incredibly strong during this outing. Josh Taylor allowed no earned runs, Adam Adovino, Matt Barnes, Sawamura, and then finally Darwins and Hernandez to cap off this victory. So that was huge, um, and, and the way that the run scored was was huge as well. You know, Devers doubling uh, to first, um, Bogart scoring, uh, Wong scoring, Connor Wong getting into that game for the first time ever as a pinch hitter, Renfro singling in Devers as well, uh, and then the sacrifice fly by Kike Hernandez to end that game. Um, so things got started off on the right foot for the Red Sox in the first game of the set. The second game of the set, uh, not so much. Um, so this was Garrett Richards, and um, as we know, Garrett Richards has not been the biggest fan of what Manfred has been doing by cracking down on the sticky stuff. Um, he's been pretty ineffective since that crackdown has happened, uh, and his curveball, which he finally decided to throw during this outing, was down about 500 RPMs. So it's not what you wanted to see. He only lasted one and two-thirds innings, uh, allowed four earned runs, four walks, uh, didn't strike out anybody, allowed two home runs. He was pretty pathetic in this one. And honestly, we're going to need to see a lot better from Garrett Richards or else I think a phantom IL stint is going to be coming his way because the Red Sox were just non-competitive in this game with him uh, pitching. The bullpen still did a, do a great job behind him. I mean, Workman... Through an inning and a third, clean. Yaxel Rios gave us two clean innings. Josh Taylor, who just only gives clean innings now, gave another clean inning. Matt Andrews didn't look so great, though. Uh, he, he allowed three uh, runs in two innings. But, I mean, the offense didn't really do much in this game against Rich Hill, who looked really good. He's having a great season for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, overall, this was one to forget. And I think that, you know, if Richards continues on this path, uh, I think the Red Sox have to seriously consider giving Tanner Houck uh, a start or two uh, in his place. So not what you wanted to see from Garrett Richards. Flipping to the final game of the series, though, um, this was probably the most heartbreaking of all of them. Red Sox dropped this one one to nothing uh, to the Rays, who win it in the ninth inning, uh, bottom of the ninth. And uh, Nick Pavetta pitched incredible. This was the best start that he has had all season long. Uh, struck out eight, walked two, allowed zero hits. And no, he did not throw a no-hitter. Uh, he pitched six and two-thirds innings in this one. Uh, 
But as soon as he got to 100 pitches, uh, Cora took him out of the game. I need to rant about this for a little bit. Um, there is really no scientific evidence or correlation for this magical 100 pitch number. Um, I don't understand this at all. There's no no real data that backs up, you know, taking a pitcher out at 100 pitches is going to save his arm in any meaningful way. Um, Nick Pavetta, he's important, sure, to the success of the team, but this is also an important moment in Nick Pavetta's career, and it's also an important moment in the season. So I don't understand why you are taking Nick Pavetta out at 100 pitches Um you know, he's doing something that he's never done before. Let him go. Um, the Rays didn't have an answer for him. He was doing incredibly well for the entire game. So, in my opinion, you know, watching a single pitcher go for a no-hitter is one of the most interesting things in baseball. And I don't understand uh, why, you know, saving Nick Pavetta's pitch count was the priority here. I uh, totally disagree with this from the Red Sox uh, perspective, so I would have loved to see Nick Pavetta get an opportunity to continue to run it out there. I mean, what are the odds that you know he gets it? Probably pretty low. Um, so I don't know. What are you risking? Ten to twenty pitches? I don't understand. So yeah, that's something I wasn't a huge fan of. But honestly, the bullpen was excellent again behind him. Josh Taylor, a clean third of an inning to get him out of that inning. Darwin's and Hernandez and Adam Ottavino uh, combined for the next inning. And then Matt Barnes uh, came on in the ninth. And this was where things got a little bit dicey. So I'm going to give you the play-by-play for the ninth inning here. Uh, a little bit a little bit suspect. Um, so, you know, Meadows fouled out to first. Diaz flied out to center. So one more out to get. Margo singles to left. Old friend Manuel Margo came up through the Red Sox system. He steals second, and then he gets to third on a throwing error by Christian Vasquez. Uh, Joey Wendell gets walked intentionally because he's been one of their hotter hitters. And then he takes second on fielder's indifference. And then Mejia strikes out, but it's a wild pitch, uh, and he scores on the play so that's how the game ends Uh, it's a really kind of crappy way for it to end Uh, Matt Barnes wasn't that sharp in this one Uh, he did allow a walk as well so um, yeah I mean ending on the wild pitch and Christian Vasquez kind of coughing up this game as well Um, just not not the way that you wanted to see this series end uh, for the Red Sox, uh, Michael Walker was good on the other side. Their bullpen was solid. I mean, we know what type of a quality pen uh, the Tampa Bay Rays have. So you got to be on your game when you come down to Tampa Bay to play these series. So uh, it was a little bit disappointing, um, to say the least. Um, a lot of things that... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Could have gone better. Uh, Red Sox did. You know, it's worth noting. Make a move before this game. They called up Michael Chavis um, placed Christian Arroyo uh, on the IL and immediately let off uh, Michael Chavis. They continue to use that leadoff spot as a you know merry-go-round with a I mean Chavis has a 270 OBP, he's not exactly the guy you want in that leadoff spot. So they still need to figure that out. Um, it's it's interesting they haven't figured out that the answer is Jaron Duran, but um, you know we'll see. Hopefully they get the memo this week. Um, so the series that we're going to preview right now is maybe equally as important it's against the Yankees. Um, Yankees are coming to town, uh, to Fenway, and they are only four games back of the first-place Rays, which means they are just three and a half games back of you, the Red Sox. So um, the pitching matchups are as follows for this one. Martin Perez versus Domingo Herman for the first game on Friday uh, as you're listening to this. The second game is going to be Nathan Eovaldi versus Jordan Montgomery. And the third game is going to be Eduardo Rodriguez versus Garrett Cole. Um, You know, at first glance, uh, I think this is pretty good for the Red Sox in terms of pitching matchups. Martin Perez definitely looked a lot better in his last outing than he had in the outings before that. So, you know, that's encouraging. On the flip side, Domingo Herman has not been good. Over his last couple of outings, uh, he's only gone four and a third in four innings in his last two. He gave up seven earned runs in the uh, start to fit against Philly and gave up four earned runs in the start against Oakland. So he's been scuffling a little bit, not looked like a great version of himself. Um, so, you know, that one is really anyone's guess, in my opinion, between uh, Domingo Herman and, and Martin Perez, maybe that one gets decided by the bullpen, which, you know, Yankees definitely have uh, an excellent bullpen. So if it has to go to that, that's going to be a little bit dicey. However, I do trust the Red Sox offense, so I give the Red Sox just the slightest edge in that first game, especially with home field advantage. Not something they've taken advantage of this year fully, but, you know, still I think a factor, especially in a Red Sox-Yankees series. Second pitching matchup is a little bit more interesting. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi versus Jordan Montgomery. Uh, Eovaldi definitely been the strongest pitcher for the Red Sox over the course of this entire season. Uh, He's also been historically very good against the Yankees. Um, But Jordan Montgomery's been solid lately, too. I mean, his last couple of outings, he gave up three earned runs, four earned runs, and one earned run in his most recent start, uh, striking out six in his most recent start, going five and a third. Uh, he's been consistently working over five innings over the last uh, month or so. So, you know, expect Jordan Montgomery to go out there, give you some good ratios. Um, he does have issues with walks at times, which is not something that Nathan Eovaldi does. So if the Red Sox are going to look to exploit anything, I think it's maybe... Getting some extra runners on the bases 
uh, via drawing some walks. And Nathan Eovaldi needs to be sharp. He wasn't as sharp as we expect from him in his last outing. So hopefully, you know, he will look good. Um, and uh, they're going to need a good performance from Eovaldi to win that game. The final game of the set, though, is going to be uh, Eduardo Rodriguez versus Garrett Cole. Um, we need to see Eduardo Rodriguez build upon his last start against the Rays, where he looked much, much better uh, than he has in previous starts. Uh, Garrett Cole has you know, not been as dominant as he was early in the season, especially because he's been one of these guys that's been under the microscope with the you know, the spider tack stuff and all that. But, uh, you know, he's still been plenty good. His last three outings, six innings pitched, uh, nine strikeouts, two earned runs. Um, that was on the ninth. Um, next one after that, eight innings pitched, four strikeouts, two earned runs uh, against Toronto. And then finally, his most recent outing, seven innings pitched, six strikeouts, three walks, two earned runs uh, against Kansas City. Um, you know, it's not... It's not the most dominant Garrett Cole. It's not his early season run of, you know, three straight double-digit start, uh, double-digit strikeouts, I should say, um, from him. But he's still been very good. Um, So he definitely has the advantage any time that he's on the hill, especially against the Red Sox guys. But Eduardo Rodriguez is plenty capable of carving up this Yankees lineup, which, you know, we've noted on different podcasts. Definitely we've talked about this on the Red Seat this Yankees lineup is not the Yankees lineup that we are used to seeing from them. There's plenty of holes to be exploited in this Yankees lineup. DJ LeMahieu not having the season that we expected him to have. Um, you know, he's only going to 362 slugging percentage. Uh, Aaron Judge is is good. He's somebody you need to worry about. Gary Sanchez has plenty of problems, but is actually slugging the ball recently. Uh, he's he's up to a 503 slugging percentage. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton also slugging over 500. He's always solid. Luke Voigt's back in the lineup. Uh, he hasn't really caught fire yet, but you know he's somebody who's always dangerous. Gio Urshela always dangerous. Um, and and then you know the bottom part of that lineup has been less than impressive this year. Gleyber Torres slugging 323. Um, Clint Frazier slugging 324, and then Brett Gardner is just a shell of himself and looks like somebody who should probably retire. You know, he's slugging 308 at this point. So, bottom part of the Yankees lineup, um, not very good, but still still plenty dangerous. And the Red Sox are going to need to be sharp here. I expect them to use a lot of their better relievers, um, and it really would be a nice time to call up Jaron Durant. I don't expect it to happen, though. I kind of expect them to wait until that West Coast swing to, to call him up. But, you know, um, wishful thinking. Um, my predictions for the Yankees series, I do think that the Red Sox will take two out of three. Um, I'm not going to make any predictions about what games they'll take, but I do think they will win this series uh, against the Yankees um, and, and maintain their lead. So hopefully the, the Rays will scuffle a little bit, and uh, by the end of this weekend, Red Sox will be back in first place. That has been the precap. Uh, hopefully this sounded somewhat familiar to what you guys are used to. Uh, and uh, thank you for joining me today. I am Jake Devereaux, and you can follow me on Twitter at, at @devjake, and you can follow the Over the Monster account at, at Over the Monster. Thanks so much, and we'll be with you again next time.